Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. My name is Tony Roig. I'm your podcast host. I'm also a senior pro player as well as a master teaching professional. I am in Lake Tahoe this week with my partner, CJ Johnson. We are teaching our pickleball system camps up here. We have a camp this week and a camp next week, finishing our first camp last week. And teaching these camps reminded CJ and me about the importance of commitment in your game. And so in this week's podcast, I want to talk about commitment. And it's, a, it's an important subject if, you're, if you want to improve, if you want to become a better pickleball player. It's, a, it's something that you need to have. Again, if you want to improve, that's your choice, how you want to interact with this game. Um, but I want to talk about that in today in the main section. And then in the riff, I'm going to talk to you about an interesting concept I'm thinking about for pickleball therapy. If you listen to the podcast with any kind of frequency, make sure you stay tuned for the riff because launching something with the podcast that I think you'll find particularly interesting and it's a way to motivate you to stay in, in your progress as they pro, you know progressing through the system. So with that said, we're going to jump straight into the podcast. As we do, I want to remind you or maybe tell you for the first time, the first time you're hearing about it, that at the end of this month, we have our Pickleball Summit. If you haven't registered yet for the summit, please make sure you register. The registration is free for the summit. There's a really good prize uh, collection that uh, Jennifer and Terry from our team have put together for the uh, for the, the summit. It's going to be a lot of fun. And the presentations, I can tell you, are going to be amazing. I've uh, already edited several of them. I've recorded a bunch of them. CJ's recorded a bunch of them already. Uh, because we, you know, we're dealing with pros and experts from all over the world, and the presentations are just amazing. Uh, if you do register for the summit, there's an option to get an all-access pass. That's totally optional, but definitely take a look at it, see if it's something of interest to you. It'll give you more time to uh, check everything out, and uh, also give you a year of access to the summit. <clears throat> excuse me, to the summit presentations. All right. Um, oh, and you can. I'll put a link in the show notes. You can register at uh, pickleballsummit.com. Pickleballsummit.com is a registration. And again, I'll put a link down in the show notes. All right, so let's jump right into this concept of commitment. And, you know, when, when we look at the players who come to a camp, you know, that if you think about levels of commitment, that's a pretty pretty high level, right, of commitment. You're talking about, um, you know, camp cost is not, is not a trivial thing. Uh, you're talking about committing, uh, for, you know, to be at the camp for several days. You're committing to uh, learning, right? You're committing to taking on a lot of information in your, in, your, in your brain at one time. You're committing to travel, a hotel, uh, you know, meals, everything else, right? So you're committing to a lot when you come to a camp. Now, that's not to say that everybody needs to go to a camp to learn, right? There's different ways of learning pickleball. Uh, you know, that's why we're such big fans of the pickleball system. And I'll talk to you about that more in a second at the end of this, this part of the podcast. But, you know, the idea is, of commitment is, is saying to yourself, number one, I would like to get more out of this sport. And let me be clear. I don't, you know, you don't have to, you know, it's not like a prerequisite to enjoy pickleball that, you know, you need to grow as a pickleball player or you need to improve or you need to know more and more as you, as you go, not required. However, if you do want that, then the way to get that is through this process. Okay. So first is deciding, yes, I would like to become a better pickleball player. I would like to know more about pickleball. I would like to understand what's happening out on the court, or I'm just curious. I just want to learn more about this awesome, beautiful sport. Any of those is fine or whatever your motivator is, right? And so then you say, okay, this is what I want. That's my objective. And the commitment part is saying now, okay, what am I going to do to get there? What steps am I willing to take to go from where I am today? And if you're listening to this podcast, you're already a pickleball player, right? You already 
engage in the sport with the sport. You already play the sport. You already probably watch YouTube videos and do other things like that. But what else is there, right? What else can I do as a player in order to accomplish the objective I've set for myself? Remember, we started this with what do you want uh, with this sport and your relationship with this sport? And then the commitment part is saying, okay, now that I know what I want, what am I willing to commit to? Now, in this process of commitment, it's important to understand that there are some things that work and some things that don't work. And inside the pickleball system, we spend a lot of time um, not just educating our, our students, our members of the system on pickleball, right? Not just transferring pickleball knowledge about shots and strategies, even though that's in there as well. We spend time, um, you know, ex helping our students, helping our members learn the process of learning again, or maybe relearn it for some, right? Uh, maybe it's been a while since you've done it. And so, you know, being able to stay focused on what you need to stay focused on is an important part of the process. I would suggest as important, if not perhaps even more important than the particular topic that you're working on. Let me give you an example. Let's say that I gave you a list of, you know, a hundred different things that you could do as a pickleball player to become very good, right? So now you have the knowledge of these are the hundred things that I need to become an amazing pickleball player, but you don't really focus on any of them, right? You're just kind of like grabbing one, grabbing the other, and then maybe next week you're focusing on the third one and things like that. That's what happens with YouTube a lot of times. And that's what CJ calls the YouTube hamster wheel. And I, I agree with that description of it because what ends up happening is we end up watching video after video after video. And oftentimes we've replaced the video that we finished watching yesterday with a new video before we even started to apply what we learned in the first video we watched. And the other thing, and this is, this is perhaps the more difficult thing to deal with because that's fairly easy to fix, right? You find the tip in the video that works for you and you say, this is my commitment. I'm going to lock this in. I'm going to work on it for the next two months, whatever time it takes. The more pernicious uh, issue that can arise in this area is not knowing whether what you're watching is right for you, right? That's difficult. Uh, you know, if you're not, you know, if you're just watching a video and, and the presenter appears to be a decent pickleball player or pickleball person, maybe a pick, decent pickleball instructor, and they're saying something general about the game. You know, maybe they're showing you how to do X. I don't want to say X because that's respect the X with you. So they're, they're trying to teach you, say, how to hit a roll volley as an example, right? Is there something wrong with a roll volley? No. Roll volley is perfectly fine shot. It's a fine shot to have in pickleball. The question you have to ask yourself as a player is, is that the shot that most is going to impact my game right now? And I would suggest that for the vast majority of players, I can't speak to you personally, right? Because I don't know where you are in the game, but for the vast majority of players that we both work with and also see, I would suggest that the roll volley is somewhere on page four or five of a completely filled in book of things to work on. So it's something that is a fine shot. Again, it's nothing wrong with the shot itself, but it's just not a priority initially for most players. There's a lot of other things to focus on. And the difficulty with something like YouTube is trying to figure out, you know, suss out, if you will, what's for me and what's not for me. And then the second step is, okay, this is for me. I know that now. Now I'm going to spend time working on it. And then the third thing would be a combination of, you know, is the YouTube video correct? And I would suggest to you that most of the content creators I come across on YouTube put out content that is for the most part, correct. All right. It's not, there's not like a, a slew of incorrect information out there. The, the real issue is correct information being applied by in the wrong situation, if you will, right? So or for, in the wrong time for a player. Um, 
but you know, so the other issue with the YouTube information sometimes is whether it's complete enough, right? Does it give you enough information that you can then implement what you're learning there? And so, you know, when you're committing to, to your sport, when you're committing to improvement, you need to make sure that you have the right resources to get the job done. And again, YouTube, you may, you know, you may hit the YouTube lottery, right? Uh, you know, and find that one video that's made exactly for where you are in the game is correct and there's enough information for you to bring it into your game, good for you, then lock it in. That's the next thing, right? Lock it into your, to your process, right? And your commitment to improvement. Keep working on it until you have completely uh, taken all of the juice, right, out of that video, gotten everything you can out of it and implemented it into your game before you move on to something else. Um, that's a good step in commitment. Again, it's rare. I would suggest to you it's rare in YouTube if you're watching a video to find something that happens to be what you need, but if you happen to fall in that circumstance, then you can work with that. Other resources you can look for are, um, you know, a local pro. A local pro is a is a is a good resource. Um, oftentimes, the the thing you have to watch out for there is is it a pro? Is it a pro who really understands pickleball, and a pro who can tr successfully transfer their knowledge to you as a pickleball player? Uh, that's something that CJ and I are very conscientious of when we teach. We're very uh, careful with, including inside our pickleball system and in our camps and everything that we do, is we consider ourselves stewards of the knowledge. The knowledge is not mine to hoard or CJ's to hoard and keep to ourselves. We're stewards of this knowledge. And our job as professionals is to try and transfer that knowledge from our, from our mind to your mind so that you can use it in the game. Uh, it does us no good just to keep it, right? We want you to have it. Um, so that you can then use it when you play. Now, there are very, very, very good pros out there, right? Um, but there are also pros out there who, no disrespect, either don't really teach pickleball um, or don't have the skill set to successfully transfer the knowledge. And part of transferring the knowledge is knowing, you know, what's right for a player. Like, what, what is it that is going to help this player the most? Now, listen, if you come to me as a coach, I don't uh, do, other than the camps, I don't do on-court instruction. But if you came to me uh, as a, as a uh, student on a one-on-one, let's say, and you just said to me, Tony, listen, I get what you're saying, but I just really want to learn how to do this thing because it just makes me happy. I gladly teach it to you, right? I gladly try and help you out with whatever it is that makes you happy. But I would be clear with you that that is not my recommendation as your professional, right? As your coach, my recommendation might be for you to do this thing. And you want me, might want to do this other, that other thing. Fine. That's your decision as an adult. I'll help you out with what you want. But generally speaking, there's going to be something that is going to give you a bigger bang for your buck, give you better results than something else. That's generally the case with everything, including in pickleball. And so, you know, when you're working with a local pro, again, not trying to cast aspersions on pros. There are some very, very good pros out there. Just make sure you do your due diligence, Right ask around, talk to other players, make sure they're comfortable with the pro, make sure that the pro really understands pickleball. And I don't want to make this a generality, but what we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of coaches from other sports who are kind of adding pickleball as a sideline to their, what they're doing. And an example is sometimes in tennis. I mean, again, I'm not trying to call out any tennis coaches out there. There's some very good, in fact, one of the best pros that I know is my friend Tyson in Tampa. He teaches tennis and he teaches pickleball. He is super good pickleball pro. I'm, I'm sure he's an amazing tennis pro too. I've never taken a lesson from him in tennis, but I know as a pickleball player, he understands the game fully. And I've seen his lessons of pickleball. I know he's a fantastic pickleball coach, right? So he can, he can walk the line of tennis and pickleball. And there are other coaches that can do that as well. But there are some coaches who are tennis coaches primarily, and then do some pickleball on the side, 
just have to be careful with that because, you know, they may not be teaching you what makes the most sense for pickleball. They may be applying tennis concepts to pickleball, which oftentimes isn't the best approach. Um, and then also make sure that it's someone who you feel comfortable with and, and you can gain knowledge from during the process. That's another good, good resource. You can certainly do camps. Um, camps are a fine experience. Um, but I, I view camps as more of a, an experience kind of a thing than a, um, than a learning process kind of a thing necessarily, you know, by itself. That's why what CJ and I have decided to do is all camps, all future camps for us are going to be only system camps. What that means is in order to attend one of our camps, you need to either be or have been a pickleball system student. The reason we do that is, is because we want you to advance. We want you to improve. We want you to learn and, and grow as a player. And we know that in a camp, you know, we only have so many hours on court to teach you the concepts that, that we want to transfer to you. And it is simply too much information to transfer to you in a, um, in a, in a few day camp, right? The pickleball system is a one year course. So you have a year to, to, to work through the, through the content in there. And, and frankly, you know, what, not frankly, what we recommend is your coaches to stop wherever you need to stop in order to get the most out of it at that time. So if you're at step two of a process that we have, which is a step-by-step, -step, we actually tell you, don't move past step two until you've fully implemented step two. And that's an example of how it's different than the YouTube hamster wheel, um, you know, because it's step-by-step. -step. So you don't have to wonder, huh, I wonder if this is what I need. Because we've laid it out for you in step one through six and one, and I think it's one through seven and the other one. And then the other ones are all like also they flow. And so you go to one from one video, you work on that video, you get it done with your commitment, and then you go to the next one. So that's a, it's a really, you know, it's a, it's a really curated process, very step by step. Not a lot of no, no guessing, I would say for you as to what you need to work on. Uh, we even have a success path in there, which basically tells you, you know, it helps you identify where you are in the game and what you should be focusing on, which pillar, mechanical, strategic, or athletic. And by the way, if you don't know about the three pillars of Pickleball, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Make sure you download that. It's a free asset that we made for you, a free guide, I should say, that we made for you so that you can take a look at it and uh, learn more about the three pillars because you need all three uh, as you work on your game. But anyway, in terms of you know, going back to commitment and, and your process, you know, when you have a, an objective, right, which you started with, then you know that you, in order to get there, you need to commit to a process. You need to commit to something. Then what you want to do is make sure you put in the work, right? And paying the attention and the focus that you need in order to go from where you are to where you want to be. A common question I want to address on this is practice versus play. Every time I say the word practice, I always think of, there was a basketball player, Allen Iverson. He got, he got dinged because he didn't come to practice, I guess. And he was a really good player, one of the top players. And he told the, he told the, uh, Reporter, he's like, practice? You talking about practice? You know, and then he was talking about how many points he scored and things like that. But anyway, but for us, mere mortals, practice is absolutely critical if you want to improve. Again, we're starting from the premise that you do want to advance as a pickleball player. Practice is going to be a part of your routine, part of your regimen, if you want to improve. You can play, and there's certain things that obviously you need to do during playtime, like strategy things and those types of things you learn about and then you go implement when you play. But particularly mechanical stuff like, you know, I'm missing my volleys, I'm missing my serves, whatever it is, those require drilling and practice and off the play court because during the play court, you don't get enough reps and you just can't focus on it the way you need to focus on it or experiment with it the way you can experiment with it when you're not in a game. So consider, you know, consider adding some practice to your, um, to your world. Now it does not have to be, you know, I need to practice for three hours or I haven't done anything. 
you can practice for 10 minutes before you start playing and that'll, that'll generate results. That'll, that'll give you results. Obviously it'll take a little bit longer, right? You know, so five minutes, 10 minutes here and there is not going to give you as much production as two hours every week, but it'll definitely give you more production than zero minutes of practice or drilling or focused attention on something uh, at any point in time. Uh, and that's a question we get asked a lot is like, well, I just play and I'm going to get better playing. It's going to take forever. You know, yeah, okay, good, but it can take a long time. And listen, if you want to play and just enjoy the sport, again, no criticism is fine. You, you, you do you, as we say, you're an adult, enjoy the sport how you want to. But if you want to improve as a pickleball player, that's not a, that's not a way to do that. You know, it's not a way to get to where you want to go to. All right. So consider if you want to improve, consider committing to your game with one of those, the methods that I outlined here, um, and really you know, applying yourself to what you want to do. Give yourself a week, two weeks, a month, things like that. You know, give yourself something that you can, a bite-sized thing that you can do to start. If you join the system, you have an entire year to do it. So can't recommend that enough to you. But uh, again, it's your choice, your life, your pickleball. You decide what you want to do. If you do want to know about, more about the pickleball system, I'll put a link down in the show notes. You can click on there. Uh, we're going to have a class starting in uh, about a month and change, maybe like six, seven weeks from now. So be on the lookout for that if it's something that you really want to do and really want to up your game. All right, let's 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 roll right into the riff. Here's what I want to talk to you all about. So I was thinking about, I know that there's there's many players out there who listen to the podcast with some regularity. And there's others that don't listen to it with regularity, and that's fine. There's, you, know, you listen to whatever you want to listen to in terms of the podcast. We, we're, we are, we are um, open to you doing what's, what's right for you, right? But what I was thinking about is how do we... How do, what do we do for the players who are really committed, right? Back to commitment to their mental growth, to their to their pickleball therapy, right? To to improving the therapy of their mind in pickleball. And so I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, you would be a therapist, right? Um, and why are you a therapist? Uh, kind of weird, right? Because I'm supposed to be a therapist here, and to be clear, I'm not a licensed therapist in any kind of medical sense. But you know, when you when you think about it, um, you know, you would say, well. Aren't you my pickleball therapist? And I would say, initially, I'm sharing with you some ideas, some ways of thinking about it that hopefully will help you. But at the end of the day, you're the therapist because you're the one that needs to actually apply it to yourself. So you're your own therapist out there on the pickleball court. We did an episode a few weeks back with a, a, a young coach, Martin Gutierrez, very nice young man, good interview about being your own coach. Why not think about being your own therapist, right? When you're out there on the court. And once you gain more comfort with it, more, um, you're more conversant in the, in the terminology, like bowl of ice cream, uh, things like that. Then you can become an, an unsanctioned, unlicensed, unofficial therapist to your friends who are open to it. Right. Uh, you know, if you see a friend of yours, who's in a tough spot, you can help them out with, um, you know, with some advice that you've heard perhaps here, or even on in books you've read or other otherwise. So here's what I need you to do if you're interested in this. So I need you to send me an email. You send the email to pickleball therapy at betterpickleball.com. If you like that one, use that one. If you don't remember that one, you could just use therapy at betterpickleball.com. I'll get either one. Um, those go directly into my inbox. And then what I'm asking is, let me know if you like the idea. I don't have the parameters yet. I haven't thought those through well enough to, to, to give, get, bring them to you. And I also want your feedback on that. So for instance, should it be something like, you know, I commit to listening to pickleball therapy once a month. Is that enough to be a therapist? Or should it be more? Or should it be you know, I've listened to 10 episodes. Okay. You know, what's the bar for being a therapist? And then also what's the continuing bar to remain a therapist. And then I, I'm also toying with the idea of, of, of upping the ante a little bit 
to where now you're like a full therapist, if you will. And that's a higher level of commitment to your own development. Remember, I'm going to make this podcast regardless of whether 50 people are listening, 50 players are listening, or 5,000 players are listening. This podcast is coming out. And so it's not a commitment to me. I want to be clear about that because I'm going to make the podcast. It's a commitment to you and to, it's a commitment to yourself. You're making the commitment to yourself to say, you know what? I'm going to spend the time to improve my mental health, my mental state when I related to pickleball. And I would suggest beyond that, but let's focus on pickleball right now. Uh, and so the, the question then becomes, uh, you know, is there another level of like, you know, of a commitment? So send me an email again, pickleballtherapy at gmail.com or therapy at gmail.com. I'm not gmail. I'm sorry. Pickleballtherapy at betterpickleball.com or therapy at betterpickleball.com. And, uh, and I'm curious to know how many of you are interested in this idea of being a therapist. And then we're even playing around with like, right now we're looking at some apparel options for the different things that we have, including pickleball therapy. And so we may put like something on the sleeve that says, you know, therapist or something, if you're qualified or something, you know, so I don't know, we'll play around with it. But the idea here is to help you commit to yourself and your relationship with your, with your, your mind and the sport you love, which is a sport of pickleball. All right. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Um, I will be in Tahoe for the next, uh, almost two weeks and, uh, next podcast will be coming to you from Tahoe as well. So, uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review it. It really, really, really helps us. This is not just a thing that I say at the end. It absolutely helps us get to other players who, just like you, may benefit from having some pickleball therapy. And as always, please share it with your friends. If you enjoyed it, they probably will too. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.